Okay. Uh, hello, everybody. It's Chapo coming at you on Thursday, December 8th. And uh, let's just do uh, the top of things to kick off the show today. Um, we all woke up to some uh, very good news this morning, uh, which I'm very happy to report. That uh, after being unjustly imprisoned for far too long, Victor Boot has finally been released from prison. That's right. He's coming home, boys. The Merchant oh of Death is back. Wait, I'm so happy, but it's like, you know... If he got paid what he deserves as an international arms dealer, he wouldn't have had to go to fucking Thailand in the first place to be imprisoned <laughs> on this bullshit charge. Uh, no, yeah, Victor's Victor's out. You know, I mean, it's a cause that we've celebrated. You know, we've we've kept we've kept in the in the in the public consciousness for as long as we can. But finally, all our hard work has paid off. Um, and by the way, if anyone would like to purchase a Russian anti-aircraft system, um, let's just say DM me. We can make it happen. No, obviously, uh, no. Brittany Griner uh, released from Russian prison today in a prisoner swap with uh, Victor Bout. I would like to uh, propose my own prisoner swap, though. So Brittany Griner coming home to America from a Russian prison. Felix Biederman being extradited from America to a Russian prison for being 15 minutes late for today's show. Explain yep. yourself. Um, if you combine how late you guys were on recent episodes, it adds up to well over 50 minutes. If you just When have I ever been late for an episode? Two times in the last four weeks. <laughs> what are you talking about? I am five, five minutes early is on time. That's Womanica rules. I mean, I mean I just, that's you're eating food right now. <laughs> this is a shambles. Well, like if you told me there was a trial, I wouldn't be eating. I would eat after my trial. <laughs> But um, no, I, I can explain myself. You know, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes your computer updates. Sometimes oh, it doesn't like update. Right. Sometimes your automatic update causes automatic problems. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes your inputs have turned into outputs. Sometimes your device drivers drive you crazy. That's just life and technology and Windows since they ruined it. Well. But no, I mean, you, you won't, you won't I don't be having think, to deal with any of those yeah. problems where you're going, Felix. No, nah, they'll let me have a Siberia. computer in Russian. They will let me have a computer <laughs> in Russian prison. I think like once I talk to them and once I tell them all the stuff I've learned about uh, their world, their type of people, the Slav, and delete, probably delete all the posts I have where I call them all illiterate rock farmers that were elevated to sentience by uh, the various dictators who took them over. I think I'll be fine, but you'll get you'll be getting a series of tattoos that's like uh, like a cat smoking a cigarette and holding a sword, which is, relates to your Counter Strike ranking. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Every 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 mast on a on a sailboat means the one level of Counter Strike that you've uh, advanced to. Well, I okay. Like I thought the I thought the interlude was to congratulate me for getting out of gold last night, for being for being rank uh distinct for uh reaching DM for getting my gold AK. But no, um, no, I don't. Okay, what is worse, to be late fifteen minutes once, or to be late five minutes uh, four times? I've literally never been late for this show, Felix. Ever. Okay, well, well, if I extend it into six years, <laughs> um, you know, and you got to remember, there's uh, interest accruing the whole time on all of those uh, late. Yeah. Days, so no, I've okay uh, on my time. I've seen you be three minutes late, two minutes late. Those add up. Yeah. Those <laughs> yeah, do they add, add up, up. To, to one of what you just did. One of what you just did. Right. right which I've only done one. I'm early all the other times. Well, you, you will be. You, you, get, you, you, later, okay, right? you, can, you can either have 15 little ones or one big one. Yeah, but I've never had even one little one is what I'm That's, saying. Oh, that is such cap. <laughs> That's such cat. Like Matt, no, Chris, no. you want to chime in here? I can't speak. I've not been cataloging. I don't know. I I, I just, oh, I'm yeah, just that's happy anyone that's, ever that's shows female up. tendencies. That's female tendencies. <laughs> I mean, I'm the first one on for every single one of these, so I'm the the only one here without sin. Also, Felix, you can turn up just a hair. All right. Um, looks like looks like all the week long relationships I have with women who DM me that end in one week are really paying off right now. <laughs> um. No, no. I mean that that that's life, though. It's like okay. Would you rather? Would you rather? Uh, you know, be married to a petty criminal who's always like getting, you know, just just bullshit. Oh, he shoplifted. Oh, he he um, he he uh, helped 
push a guy in a wheelchair down a well stole his his jar of coins or wouldn't you rather be married to a law-abiding citizen who just once he commits one big crime he marries (laughs) a four-year-old like victor (laughs) (laughs) like victor boot yeah like victor boot exactly he he just did he did one wrong thing and he's been paying for it for far too long exactly Uh, but uh, no, seriously, though, uh, very good news that uh, Brittany Griner coming back to America. It was just one of those things that, like, as like she was sentenced not too long ago, and it's just one of those things when you start thinking about it, just was really grim to imagine. Um, so uh, glad that uh, she's been spared uh, the next nine years of her life in some sort of penal colony. Uh, so good for her. Uh, good for good for America. Um, but uh, let's go on uh, some obviously oh, uh, political news. Wait, Felix, the thing that I. Um I'm very happy she's out. The thing with Brittany Griner that I always think is interesting, whenever she comes up, conservatives turn into the biggest Paul Whelan fans. <laughs> Have you guys ever Say followed his name. Them? Yeah, yeah. Paul, we, uh, the Paul Whelan. Okay, look, I don't watch WNBA either, but Brittany Griner is a way better basketball player than Paul Whelan was at five. <laughs> cool his ass. Break his fucking ankles. Yeah, so this Paul Whelan guy seems to be like the shittiest spy ever. Like, I feel, I do feel bad for him. I am kind of like, man, that sucks. You shouldn't, like, have to die in Russian prison, I don't think, for being literally the worst spy America has ever employed. But he's like this Marine who got fired from the Marines in the 80s. For using a fake Social Security number or something? Yeah, he used, like, a fake Social Security number to, like, scam the Marines' benefits. I think they were like, Hey, hey! Do you want to be a spy that like we we won't care if you die? And he was like, "Yeah." Well, Felix, they and all the conservative reactions to it, they're like, they're like a drug trafficking lesbian has been released, (laughs) but a marine, a marine is still in jail, and it's just like, dude, he wasn't. When was the last time this guy was a marine? I guess you're, you know, once in uh, once always, yeah, yeah. ever, forever. (laughs) He got he got dishonorably discharged, which is like okay. So. That's pretty hard to do from you have to really fuck up. But yeah, so this guy is like he has passports from Canada, the UK, Ireland and America. Where are they? Basically. Where are they going to try for advocating for his cause? OK, the last I saw was when Jack Straw was foreign minister. He was like, <laughs> uh, this is I don't think it's right that you took this guy who sucks. It does but definitely anyway. seem like all the Western countries are just sort of relieved that he got caught. They don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> Yeah, he's he, God, what he's like, I guess he was like a spy of last resort for Five Eyes. That's that's what I'd have to guess. But he worked he worked in security for some like weird fucking company that does business in Russia. Um, okay, so with Brittany Griner, all the conservatives are like, she went to a foreign country and she broke the law by taking two <laughs> CBD bait pens. But this guy was like actually like just a shitty spy isn't that breaking the law too i don't know i don't he's a marine he's a marine felix yeah like he's yeah yeah he is was a marine for like i guess nine months no i don't i don't want him to die in russia i think that's sad that sucks he has kids he's you know clearly loves his job of being the worst spy in the world (laughs) but like he did also but like anything you see Anything you can say about Brittany Griner deserving it because she broke the law, you can probably say about him. I mean, obviously, it's more than that. I did one of the funny things I saw, uh, one of the people complaining that it's not Paul Whelan, was this America hating trash is free to walk the streets. (laughs) And I just I like the phrase walk the streets because it's just like this awful basketball lesbian walking, just stalking the streets, like cornering people and lecturing them about America. Meanwhile, yeah, the, was, yeah the shitty Marine can't I do was that. trying to walk down the street and a six, a six foot seven woman posted me up and uh, blocked my shot. <laughs> I got my ankles broken by this studly woman. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I mean, as far as uh, Paul Whelan, uh, the spy who got kind of cold. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> in terms of like, <laughs> in terms of, like the spy who friends on me. <laughs> um, uh, like, there's, I mean, like, there's no need to like, uh, uh, 
at least as far as Paul Whelan's family goes, to like play the two off each other. Because, you know, um, I saw Brittany Griner's wife speak at the White House today, and she said that um, we're very much still, you know, going to advocate for Paul. Like, and then also Paul Whelan's family said that, you know, they're very happy for Brittany and very happy with this deal, knowing full well, like, you know, like theirs is still, you know, his, his situation is still to be resolved. But there's no animus uh, felt for, over this deal or Brittany Griner from Paul Whelan's family. Uh, they, they recognize that, you know, if they were in the same situation, they obviously would, would, you know, be like, oh, no, no, I'm staying in this penal colony until Paul Whelan walks free. It's like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, well, I mean, the real thing we're all wondering, Victor Boot, like, you know, what's this next project? When, dude, when Victor Boot went in, crypto, like, mass market cryptocurrency wasn't a thing. Get, get a, get a uh, death token soon to be launched on the crypto exchange uh, that you know and trust. Yeah, some sort of, like, heroin for missiles thing. I mean, okay, someone pointed this out, that when Victor went in, his, the sting operation, he didn't go in for, like, trying to sell, like, a crate full of AK-47s. He went in trying to sell anti-aircraft missiles. Hell yeah. He's the goat. I mean, he, he's, <laughs> he like, look, I obviously Russia does not need Victor to get guns. Uh, that's honestly not even really his job to sell guns to Russia. That's, um, you know, like many other countries, he is a guy who does his own business, uh, who is used as a proxy by intelligence services. But, um, you know, given that Russia's eating shit in Ukraine, you have to imagine that they're going to get Victor to do some weird thing. Yeah, they're, they're, he's going to he's going to he's going to send a shipments of woke pronouns to the Russian military so that they can <laughs> so that they can yeah. defeat our our gender uh, blue hair army. God, people are still doing that. Like even after Russia has just like lost all the towns that are named after pools i guess they've lost like 50 towns named like corsa pool and merry-go-round pool and all those all those like horrible places to live no they've, they wanted they've the, those are strategic retreats it's all in the in trust the plan okay it's going fine yeah they've lost all the they've lost all those towns but people are still doing the thing where it's like oh here's russia here's the russian army listening to a cool song and here's the American army doing they, them and being furries. <laughs> and it's like, neither seem, neither ha have like a great record recently. Yeah. It's like there's nobody's really hacked it to how to win a war in the 21st century. So I need Paul Whelan back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Paul Whelan. I have to check my Paul Whelan rookie card to make sure. <laughs> But he might have he might have been involved in Panama or Granada, which are two unambiguous. Oh yeah, wins. Oh, we we oh man, that's back. Those when are we big really dubs. Win a war, oh. <laughs> gigantic. <laughs> All right, well, uh, moving on to the uh, political news of the week. Uh, the 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 last <laughs> the last chunks of the midterm election have finally been flushed down the bowl. Uh, trusting the plan, Raphael Warlock. Um, rather, I mean, I don't know. Like, was this was this an easy win for him? What were the actual results? Yes. Did you guys? Yeah. So this was a pretty easy win for uh, Senator Warlock. He defeats uh, Herschel Walker in the Georgia runoff. Yeah. So uh, I guess news come out of this. Um, Matt will be taking the gay potion of dubious origin at three a.m. I guess the dark I have web to do that. source gay potion. I don't have the dark web on my computer though, so I can't get. Well, don't any. worry. Oh, don't worry. I mean, I've, oh, I've talked to. Vic I, I, I've talked to a certain Mister B, who's uh, just. <laughs> he's just uh, some time has freed up, and uh, he's going to source. He's going to source the dark web gay potion for you. Don't worry, buddy. Yeah. No. Um. This guy comes highly reviewed. <laughs> That's how he's going to win. He's going to drop the gay potion on the Ukrainian army. I thought uh, it was already been dropped on them. Courtesy of NATO. I love I love that when people act like like Ukraine is woke, <laughs> like it's like just like the wokest country in the world. That restaurant, that restaurant you go to where all the waiters are dressed up like Jews, it has one of those "refugees are welcome here" signs outside of it. <laughs> uh, um, but no, Raphael Warlock. He he defeated he defeated the uh, werewolf. I mean, I think it's looking like it's going to be like three or four percent. I haven't checked since last night, but that is like kind of a blowout for a Democrat in Georgia. 
in a midterm election with the worst inflation since Paul Volcker. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, but it, but when you look at how Democrats did it in the rest of the the races, the statewide races in Georgia, they just got annihilated. It really is a lot of this boils down to they just keep nominating really really bad candidates. They yep. they, they just keep nominating people who can't. Can't appeal to normals. Well, I mean, as long as you brought it up, Matt, I was going to uh, make fun of this turkey, uh, Will Will Stencil, who uh, fired off this uh, this morning. I saw he says politics bro Twitter has decided Stacey Abrams is a safe target for dunking, a designated bad politician, much like their previous bad politician, Kamala, safe dunk target of uh, Kamala Harris. Oh, huh, hmm, and uh, look, okay, so. Uh, I mean, like, you know, so if you want to say Kamala Harris and Stacey Abrams are losers, I mean, there's a, a, a fair amount of data to, to back that up. But I guess what he's saying here is that, oh, like the two black women become the targets for dunking and the designated bad politicians. And I suppose speaking as, uh, you know, uh, one of the one of the most notorious politics bros of all times. I think you could check the record of how we treated Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg. It's because, like, they're exactly the same thing. These are losers foisted on a national scale who everyone has to be scolded into liking. And when you notice that they eat shit and lose, then you become then then you're doing bad dunking. Okay, what is what is the counter argument for Stacey Abrams? What is the 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 the, the woman who never advanced past state representative? In Georgia, what is there the counter is, argument for is, her being like amazing? There is a, a real narrative that exists that insists that the reason that Democrats have been able to win at the statewide level in Georgia the last couple cycles is because of her voting machine that she's built, uh, which basically comes down to a fucking Hulu documentary that nobody watched, to my knowledge. Yeah, I mean, that is. Probably the worst application of the great man of history theory that I've ever heard. I mean, I mean it's, well, yeah, it's yeah. literally like it, it, voting patterns in Georgia changed by a very predictable amount every two years since like 2004. Yeah, she it's just slowly like showed, inching in one direction. Yeah, she showed up at the river and was like, I'm the reason the water started running in another direction. Yeah. I mean, I think Will Stencil is onto something here in that there is like a racial, it's certainly a racial element to this. Uh, but it is because when Stacey Abrams sort of was thrown into the national spotlight, guilty white liberals went insane and turned her into a fucking messiah. That that's the racialized element to uh, to the coverage of, of uh, Stacey Abrams. They put her in a fucking cape, for God's sakes, multiple times. And then that makes people racist for pointing out that, that she's an absolutely zero charisma time server who can't win an election. Yeah, I yeah, I I mean like I don't think she was ever going to beat Brian Kemp this year. Brian Kemp is he's an aberration in statewide and uh highly 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 paid attention to uh GOP races because he was one of the only Republican candidates with a national profile this year that people didn't think was too weird to vote for. He was a real throwback. Well, the you thing know, is that the- is clearly you see across the country People want a non we I mean, in terms of who votes in especially in off year elections, people want a non weird Republican governor. You look at Larry Hogan, you look at whatever the fuck that guy in Vermont is, uh uh the Charlie Barker, yes, they're Republicans, yes, they have bad reactionary policies, but they present as normal. And people love the idea of a normal, uh cons- conservative governor who's gonna who's going to, uh, you know, keep their, their property values up. Uh, and he is able to be that. And Trump actually gave him a huge, huge gift by going insane against him and deciding that he was the enemy because it gave him, it burnished him and allowed him, even though he ran an insane culture war campaign, like, he was like driving around in a bus to pick up illegal immigrants. He gets to now be that in that mold. And those guys that they could be governors of their States forever, but good luck winning a national election, getting, uh, getting the base to vote for you in enough uh, primaries to out compete the people who get the blood pumping. But one of the reasons that Kemp was such a monster and in general, you you saw the same type of success with like Republicans who could be like just racist enough or just crazy enough who could present as normal was that he never seemed like, even though his fame 
goes outside of Georgia a little bit just because of the attention paid to that state in the last few years. He, he never he never seemed like he was just giving up on Georgia to go go on to bigger things before he'd, he'd even gotten done with the race that was in front of him. Stacey but, Abrams always appeared to voters like, you know, she wasn't even she didn't even really care about the race she was in. It was on to was bigger and better things from the start. She was telling everybody, I'm going to be Joe Biden's vice president. Uh, this 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 is best exemplified by when she turned up as the president of Earth on Star Trek Discovery, a little Easter egg at the end of the season. They revealed the her character is playing the president of the Federation, the president of Earth and its aligned planets. So, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, Kemp should do like a walk on roll on like a red state show, like Yellowstone or something. Actually, it could just be the governor of Georgia. Because apparently Kevin Costner is the governor of Montana on Yellowstone now, so mm-hmm. get some TV appearances for him. But I was gonna like say though, when it comes to this idea of like, oh, like you, uh, you can't, des- oh, Stacey Abrams and Kamala Harris, like you know they're, oh, they're they, the bros have designated them the bad politicians because they're they're black or they're women of color. Um, I just feel like this is kind of like the politics version of like the Marvel versus like the film canon discourse, where it's just like. You know, like whenever like the the Marvel Scorsese or sort of like these sainted directors of old who say, you know, like the the, the the comment is always made like, oh, say what you will about the golden age of film, but it was overwhelmingly white. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But if it's like now the the counter to that is this like that's like now opening it up to representation is baby brained horseshit for fucking morons. Then like, isn't that overwhelmingly associating in people's heads that like good art is uh, for white people. And then this bad horseshit is what we get in, in place of it. Whereas like, okay, like, well, we have to like these politicians because they had correct. The, they check the correct identity boxes. But if you notice that they suck and lose all the time, then like in, in, in on some subconscious level, I'm saying by the people who are like the most promoting this, the heaviest, heaviest, uh, they are making, this kind of like explicit connection between um losing and like i don't know not being white or or bad art and 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 representation yeah it's not good they're digging they're they i mean i don't think they care but they are exacerbating every trend that they claim to abhor by insisting that yeah if you notice that satiasm can't win a fucking election that makes you racist well then okay where am i left now am i supposed to just surrender my cognitive faculties because you tell me that it makes me a bad person. Well, if I don't respect you or care who you are and you don't have any ability to make me uh, conform to that, you're just, you are, you are discrediting your own ostensible belief system with anybody who is not uh, under your direct domination. Yeah. It's the, that, that entire, like (laughs) that, that, that whole thing of like, you're racist if you don't support X. Like, is it... It's like one of those young adult movies where the outcast in town, someone makes a big speech about how no one's ever treated them right, and everyone goes back home and thinks about it, and thinks about how they've never given them a chance, and then they show up in the town square and throw them a big party before they go off to college. Everyone is going to read that post about how it's racist to not want Stacey Abrams to be first governor then president, then president of Earth, either in the Halo or Star <laughs> Trek universe. And they're going to go, you know what? I've spent all night confronting my internal biases. I'm I'm voting for her. She wins by 83% because everyone's going to think long and hard about why they don't like this woman. Uh, well, uh, one one last thing from the uh, the Georgia race, like I said, before the uh, the midterms gets, you know, uh, fully washed from the, the headlines. We, in this runoff, it did produce one more really good Herschel Walker moment. I mean, the werewolf thing was good enough, but uh, the clipper, he says he rented his neighbor's children so that he wouldn't have to feel weird watching the jungle book alone in his house. That's that's that top. That's Not top even Walker, like go right to the there. movie theater, which <laughs> is know. one thing you're worried about what other people are going to think, but just to yourself in your own house. You're worried. Yes. I, I don't want. I I gotta trick myself into thinking that yes. I'm not weird. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. We're we're going. We're missing out on so much by him losing, guys. Yeah. It's tragic. Uh, I just like. I was just like. I would not like. He said, "I rented my neighbor's kid." Like, how did that? How did? 
play. I mean, a if it happened, I would love to imagine the uh, the sort of negotiation that that he's like, you know, he sees the kid out uh, mowing the lawn. He's like, hey, kid, come here. You want to make a buck? Sure, sure, Mister Walker. What what can I do? Uh, just watch this Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't feel weird and alone in my house watching a kid's movie. So, yeah, I'd feel like a creep watching a kid's Disney movie by myself, whereas the normal thing to do is just rent a neighborhood child uh, who's essentially a stranger to me to sit in my house with me while I watch this movie. He's like four SVU episodes of Rolling into One. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay, this guy with the intelligence of a child kidnapped a child he just left an iou on our doorstep but he didn't do anything bad but he he also impersonated an fbi officer and put a rocket launcher in his wife's mouth <laughs> <laughs> several different types of legal precedents are set during his trial uh i he does seem to really value like cartoons and, yeah. and disney movies i found uh there's a, a tweet that I found from 2013 where he was bemoaning the loss of Toontown Online, which if you guys don't know, <laughs> what? Toontown Online what was Toontown an, Online. Let me tell you, it was <laughs> a massively multiplayer online role playing game where you played as Disney characters. It was like EverQuest. It's or like, like Kingdom Hearts kind of. Yeah, well, Kingdom Hearts. But if there were like, you know. 700,000 other people playing <laughs> okay. online and you're all like you're all role playing I guess I don't know what how it works. Wait, what character did he role play as I would really I Gaston really, I'm thinking Gaston <laughs> I don't know how it works I mean I I don't know I don't know if everyone's like allowed to be like the the blue chip Disney characters right because then it's like okay then there are 200,000 Mickeys um I would think that it's probably like first come first serve or like maybe you can pay a premium to be a good character. Otherwise you would have to be like the candle from beauty and the beast or something. <laughs> but, uh, he, he like, was, it was, it was closing down in like 2013. This <laughs> very weird project is <laughs> massively multiplayer so like online role play <laughs> game for children. He was like, please don't end Toontown online it's been a giant part of my family's life for years Please. who framed herschel walker <laughs> uh, well though felix you say i mean like well actually like this makes a lot of sense now that he's a big fan of uh classic cartoons so like maybe like all those times he stuck a gun a gun to his wife's head it was just sort of like a harmless elmer fudd bugs bunny style hijinks yeah it, oh it's you know, like he season. thought he it's thought wife season <laughs> <laughs> he thought if he pulled the trigger on the shotgun, like her face would just sort of be covered in soot or something like that. Yeah, her, no, her, her mouth would flip over to the back of her head. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anyone, if there's anyone where it's like, I believe they see the world as cartoons, it's absolutely him. <laughs> Uh, well, so uh, we, we bid we bid we bid adieu to Herschel Walker. I hope his career in national politics is not over. Um, my my guess is it probably will be. I mean, it got, just I, mean I think he could win in Texas, which is apparently uh, yeah. where he actually lives. Yeah, he lives. Yeah, yeah. So right. He should go to Texas. He could at least get a house house seat, no problem, easily. Um, but I I will I will, I will note just one 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 last thing of note about the the Georgia runoff is it was like they were doing it. Uh, before before the like when the election was first happening and then like certainly in the interceding runoff period of the election like every tv interview with herschel walker he had to have like at least two buddies with him yeah like lindsey graham sitting next to him being like i've known herschel for years and he's let me tell you he's georgia he is ready on day one herschel walker lindsey graham are live in georgia this man will change the republican party team herschel.com team herschel.com team herschel.com team herschel.com team herschel help herschel team herschel team herschel.com team herschel.com team herschel.com <laughs> <laughs> um just a side note about lindsey graham do you remember how after it became clear that like dobbs was really going to fuck them up during the midterms they sent lindsey graham out to hold a press conference where he's like we're the party of life we love I, I guarantee little boys you he and did girls. that to fuck over donald trump i guarantee you he did that to fuck over donald trump yeah it certainly seemed like it it's, it, that it didn't help <laughs> we're the party of boys and girls but keep them separate <laughs> boys over here girls over there y'all 
I mean, I just, it's so yeah. weird they send him out to campaign stops. <laughs> that is wild. People are dying for Lindsey Graham as his presidential yeah. race proved how, how oh, yeah. he did that. And the, the, the pitch that they made, though, with, with uh, Harrison Watchers, Walker, which was, it doesn't matter that he might like wander off and eat the gavel at one point. It, he'll vote the way we tell him to. That's correct. That's correct. That's the way to add. That's yeah, the way to yes. treat these people. Like honestly, you know, anybody who's like, I vote for character at this point in history. Oh, it's like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Atticus Finch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> They're not going to be Daniel Webster. They're not going to go and give a three hour stem winder that like changes American policy. They are meat. They're there to yo- vote yes or no on questions that are all predetermined and have pre and have uh, sides that are predetermined. And if you don't know that, I don't know what to tell you. I think that is a big reason that everyone at every level of power is going insane because they all know that they all know they're meat and they don't want to be meat. They don't, they never, they didn't think of themselves as meat going into politics and they want to be something else. And the fact that they can't, I think is driving them all insane. Uh, One last fact about Herschel Walker that I did not know. Uh, I knew that he was a a big, uh, big running back, obviously in college and the NFL, but he was also a member of the 1992 Men's Olympic bobsled. Yes, he was a bobsledder. Yeah. Yes, he was a bobsled guy. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. Herschel Walker. Uh, like, yeah, I, th- I think you're right in that. Just go home to Texas where you're actually a resident and run for the house there. That's e- easy, easy. Or, you know, as many people like to point out every time it comes up, there's nothing in the Constitution that says the Speaker of the House has to be a member of the House. Yeah. Just be anybody. Uh, so just appoint him Speaker of the House. Make yeah, him Kevin McCarthy, get him, him out of there. Of the house. Let's make it happen. Get M- McCarthy, get him. No, he's I a rhino. He's a I don't rhino. know if he's going to get it anyway. I don't know how if he gets the votes <laughs> it, or if he does. Who would he's be Speaker like, of the House on. if not McCarthy? Who Who are the other uh, contenders? I don't know. It's a, it's a it's it's uh, as uh, Felix was pointing out the other week. It's almost unprecedented to have a, a, a house this close, uh, and especially one is factionally riven. So I have no idea what's going to happen. I, oh, I, Taylor I, Green. I know one thing. It would sure drive us crazy. It would drive the left crazy if you made Clay Higgins speaker. I would. Sure <laughs> oh boy! I would, be, would so be so triggered. Oh, oh. oh, I'm gonna be so owned if he was out there oh. every day. Ooh. You, ooh, yeah. I would probably. Ooh, I'd be so mad. I would change my pronouns. <laughs> Clay Higgins every day on TV. I would hate it. Hey, I, I won't. If Clay Higgins becomes Speaker of the House, I, I, I won't need to lose a bet to drink the gay potion because I'm, I'm, I'm committed. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, but moving on uh, from uh, domestic politics, I mean, we're talking about, you know, the, the loss of one leader and now maybe the rise of another. Fellas, if there was a story uh, t- <laughs> on the international scene tailor made for this show, it is definitely the uh, German QAnon attempting to do a coup by uh, hoisting up some fucking <laughs> some some swagged out prince who's like eighty years old. One of the first the guys fucking... to get a, get arrested in an ascot since Scoopy Doo. Yes. Um, since, since Klaus von Bülow, he's the first guy yeah. to get bracelets and a fucking ascot. The the fucking temerity of these motherfuckers to to try to bring up some jumped up minor princeling yeah <laughs> prince regent uh, or what is it not, he has they, pr they were, by his name they, there they is were, no actual like nobility in germany though it's just like their titles carry no privilege or weight whatsoever well yeah it's not, not like not england since 1918 they, but yeah they have historical claims uh, but sure. his is one of is pathetic it's like a a, 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 a <laughs> tiny little principality uh in the east of germany uh, they they weren't even princes until like after the Holy Roman Empire had basically been extinguished. Uh, if you're gonna pull something like this, you need a heavy hitter. You need, you, need you can't get a hole in Zollern. You need to at least be talking about a Wittelsbach or somebody, <laughs> somebody with like yeah. a real deep, like an ele- elector or better. Yeah, the the path for him to become king, even if it was like a normal royal family situation, is like what it would take for the secretary of education to be named president. Uh, king in a Ralph. Of it would have to be a King Ralph scenario. Yeah. The best thing yeah. is that this family, uh, they've all been named the, the, el- the eldest son of the family has been named Heinrich going back to like <laughs> the, the 10th century. And when they hit a hundred, they go back to one. Uh, <laughs> well, like it's, it's good to have projects. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
just uh, in terms, you know, this is a, it's a, a great bit of uh, uh, earned or unearned media for the launch of the Hell on Earth 30 Years War podcast. Yeah, but I sort of, it. keep it coming. <laughs> So listen to this. Uh, German special forces conducted a wave of arrests Wednesday, detaining 25 individuals suspected of harboring connections to a domestic terrorist group aiming to overthrow the nation's government. German prosecutors allege that the far right group has been heavily influenced by QAnon ideology. The large scale action involved raids of over 130 locations and investigations into additional 27 individuals who were not arrested. The individuals detained included a Russian national, a member of the German nobility and a former parliamentarian affiliated with the far-right alternative for Germany party. The group had planned to overthrow the German government in part by assassinating government officials and installing Heinrich XIII PR, identified by German officials as 71-year-old Prince Heinrich XIII, a German noble of the House of Roos. Heinrich was among those arrested. Soon to be rolled up in the investigation, that's right, Nate Roos, singer of the format and fun. <laughs> when did he know? When did he know it? We need, yeah, we need this information. <laughs> He's in line for the crown. We're throwing, we're throwing his ass in the star chamber. <laughs> it seems like it was just one of those nights in Germany. He tried to bring back the Second Reich. That's okay. That's the real most offensive thing. Trying to do the Second Reich with no Bismarck. Yeah, that's like they they keep forgetting that that's the that's the key thing you do. You don't need an inbred dickhead and an ascot. Those are a fucking a penny a pound. <laughs> you need a, a a hustler who who has like you know the eye on the main chance and a, and they clearly do not have any of those at this uh, point in Germany. Uh, Chris, what was your? Uh, I I enjoyed Chris. I enjoyed your comment on it, which is like this is one of the few times in world history in which the line "Why is everybody trying to keep it like the Kaiser?" is actually applicable. <laughs> Yes, Kiedis knew what he was talking about 30 years beforehand. <laughs> uh, just a little bit more about um, <laughs> Prince Heinrich. According to a press release from the German Attorney's General's office, the group was founded around November 2021. Prosecutors allege the organization adheres to the ideology of the Reichsburger, or citizens of the Reich, and is heavily influenced by QAnon. According to the statement, the group is firmly convinced that Germany is currently governed by members of a so-called deep state. The group also believes an alliance of technically superior secret society of governments, intelligence services, and the military of various states, including the Russian Federation and the United States of America, had assets present in Germany prepared to assist in securing liberation from deep state forces. So, I mean, this is, this is great. I mean, because like American QAnon, that shit is boring. It's gotten a little bit washed by now. German QAnon, boy, does that rhyme with history. <laughs> <laughs> it is very funny how they're, these guys are pissed at uh, the, the, I guess, America for giving them this illegitimate state after World War II. Oh, uh, would, you, would you prefer East Germany being all of yeah. it? <laughs> I mean, that's, that was the alternative, and that would have been way preferable for everybody yes. else. Yes. You had the GDR right there, okay? It's your own fucking fault for not having them take the whole thing over. <laughs> They're like, oh, uh, like the, the entire history of the modern German state since World War II has just been created by deep state forces, you say? Hmm, interesting. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. Uh, it says here, the Reichsburger movement was founded in 1985 and holds that the post-World German, post War II German government amounts to an illegitimate occupation of the German Empire by the Allied powers. Correct. Well, I mean, the it was, Soviets it was, were the yes. legitimate uh, <laughs> yes, occupiers yes. of Germany. <laughs> uh, it says here... Um, uh, the movement, which is estimated to have around 19,000 adherents, is far-right in nature and leans heavily into neo-Nazi ideology, racism, and anti-Semitism. QAnon fueled anti-government conspiracies, particularly medical conspiracies, and the overarching narrative of government illegitimacy and mistrust proved fertile ground for the Reichsburger movement. In 2020, prior to the plot's conception, far-right anti-vaccine protesters attempted to storm the German Reichstag, and the crowd was peppered with QAnon believers who had adopted the American conspiracy abroad. Some people are talking about how this is, you know, echoes some of the uh, the stay-behind network stuff, uh, the NATO uh, paramilitary arming that the U.S. did after the war, and I'm sure that these guys are peripherally involved with that kind of stuff, but we're at the point where like everybody who's who's in the tent, you know, of power uh, has no interest in this kind of uh, idiocy other than to maybe provoke it once in a while to create a little, you know, uh, a news story and to off vent 
some social frustration one way or the other to pop a few bubbles before they get too big. Uh, but yeah, like these guys are clearly goofs. Like these, these are not the heirs to Reinhard Gellin and Otto Skorzeny. And you know that because I, they got fucking arrested. They're not just in the government. <laughs> uh, this is another detail from the story here. In 50 of the 150 dwellings raided on Wednesday, military equipment was found, including guns, knives, ammunition, tasers, night vision goggles, crossbows, combat helmets, and even swords. I mean, come on, Matt. If you're if you're doing a coup, you're doing a coup in Germany, you gotta have some crossbows. You're gonna need some swords. I mean, what what other military? Where's the what arquebuses? Yes, yes. You're not gonna get anywhere. What, what, what are you talking? I mean, we've we've gotten well past halberds. Okay, you need you need at least uh, <laughs> you need a pike and shot formations here. You need to mix it up. Yeah, just the just the night vision goggles and crossbows are not gonna get it done. Uh, I just want to read a little bit about um, Prince Heinrich himself. He was the guy you saw getting getting perp walk, looking very dapper. You know what I mean? Like, say what you will about um, fascist European nobility, but man, do they know how to rock a pocket square. It's true. Uh, they got Prince, <laughs> Prince Nate Roos Thirteenth, a descendant of a <laughs> 700-year-old noble family that once reigned over a tiny yeah, state, like a, a tiny state like, in eastern Germany. Yeah, it was like 100, it was like a, a 300 kilometers. It was like, a, there are Walmarts in America that are bigger than these, this fucking <laughs> asshole's principality. It says here, uh, was a relatively obscure figure until Wednesday when he was named as one of the leaders of a group accused of plotting to overthrow the German government. Earlier this year, his family had publicly distanced themselves from him, according to MDR, a local public broadcaster, after the prince met publicly with a local mayor who was known to be sympathetic to the Reichsburger movement. I'm afraid that he is now a conspiracy theorist, a confused old man, said Heinrich the Fourteenth of Roos, who speaks for the House of Roos told mdr at the time adding that he's Heinrich also he's also rubbing his hands together and saying i got all the ascots now <laughs> <laughs> i got to go to the house and just claim every ascot it says here adding that henrik heinrich the 13th 71 had broken all ties to the family more than a decade ago in parentheses male members of several branches of the family are traditionally all named heinrich and the spokesman is not the son of heinrich the 13th so he's just a different Heinrich. It's just another Heinrich. They just got him. The House of Roos reigned until 1918 in a principality around Gera in present-day Thuringia that was incorporated into the German Empire. In modern Germany, hereditary nobles have no special legal standing. Their titles carry no formal weight, but they are still sometimes used as parts of names. The prince whose professional website calls him Heinrich XIII, Prince Ruse, and says he offers coordination of business interests, worked as a high-end real estate broker. He was arrested in Frankfurt, where he has both an apartment and offices in the exclusive West End neighborhood. Man, that must, that must suck to like, consider yourself uh, the, you know, of a lineage of a proud noble family that stretches back 700 years, and then you're just a fucking <laughs> you're just a real estate guy now in Frankfurt. Yeah. That's just it. Everybody's meat. And even if you're at the top and you're well, you're well uh, cared for piece of meat, that lack of power, that lack of agency, it, it, it gnaws at you. And you do shit like get together with your fucking buddies and huff some nitrous and decide you're going to take over Germany. Over the years, the prince whose great grandfather was the last sovereign of the line until he abdicated at the end of World War One had worked to maintain family history and burial sites. Born in West Germany during the German division, he, had beca he became active in the region once ruled by his ancestors after reunification. Supervising a dig in search of an ancestor's tomb in 2014 and renovating a local theater. But his interest in conspiracy theories and anti-Semitic tendencies were also well documented. In January 2019, he gave a lecture at the World Web Forum in Zurich, Switzerland, that was titled, Experience the Rise and Fall of the Blue-Blooded Elite. In the 15-minute speech, he, ra he railed against the Rothschild family and claimed World War I was forced on the German Kaiser by international financial interests, both common anti-Semitic dog whistles, and that modern democratic Germany was just an illusion. So, uh, Prince Heinrich, uh, what, do, what, do we guys think? what do you guys think about um, just, just the German QAnon? I mean, I, I like that it said that the Heinrich family hadn't talked to him in years, so like, a similar thing to not he's not being invited to German Thanksgiving and Christmas because he keeps talking about the Rothschilds and uh, what dead relatives they need to dig up and renovate. Yeah, it's great. We are we are, America's chief export is culture, and that includes this shit. That and everyone's getting it, and they're all applying it to their own specific circumstances. 
do you guys, uh, I mean, uh, man, Chris, I mean, any, any parallels here to Hell on Earth uh, to, to promo this uh, wonderful news story? Uh, well, I mean, you know, you could say that uh, uh, Frederick V's decision to take the Bohemian crown was uh, pretty uh, diluted and uh, honestly propped up by his own belief in obscure uh, uh, conspiratorial understandings of the world. Uh, but man, like at least like he had some shooters, at least for God's sake, not like, like that's not even the size of like a rec league softball team. <laughs> like there are more alternates that like, you know, cause somebody, you know, uh, sprained their ankle going to first base. Uh, what, what do you think about like uh, what if the what if like sort of a similar echoes to January sixth? What if this is the German deep state essentially catfishing their own you know uh, inbred nobility and uh, far right mo- Reichberger movements into doing January sixth? Because I mean the article did mention that Germany did have like a mini January sixth at the Reichstag again. Very very funny how how well that runs. Oh, I but. I assume that all of these things are to some degree or another, if not directed by intelligence, are certainly. Uh, known by intelligence the entire time that they're going and are allowed to do whatever appears advantageous uh, to intelligence and that are occasionally busted for, you know, one reason or another uh, uh, that, yeah, like they're all these people are basically just waiting for the day that they're no longer useful to somebody. And then they're all going to get arrested. Americans love burger, German nobility. They love Reich burger. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a good name for a, a chain, I think, of like a German theme, because we are pretty de- um, efficient <laughs> to be in, German, Kiev. in German franchise restaurants in America, considering how many Americans have German ancestry. It's basically just Der Wiener Schnitzel, and that's only like in California. I think like Reichsburger, you get like a pig knuckle. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before, but, you know, like uh, be, a, a, as, uh, you know, American German uh, pub, sort of civic public displays of patriotism have been um, sort of uh, censored from uh, American public life since at least World War One. I, I would much prefer the uh, the German public civic pride to, let's say, Irish and Italian. You know, give me yeah. some of those tubas. Give me some beers outdoors, some big old sausages, some spicy brown mustard. I will uh, take that. I'll take that any day over the um, just um, Ugh, avalanche. It's just the ceaseless whining and- grievance of these plastic patties and fucking bagels. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You've been white for 100 years. Let it go. There is more joy and whimsy in the German yeah. celebration by far. To chill out in a beer garden, giant stein, large sausages. Okay, I will to uh, close out the show today. I thought we'd just do a, a brief reading series uh, on our sort of uh, duck of the week, Thomas Chatterton Williams. I began. Uh, we we closed out last week's episode, or the Monday's episode, with the his email article and. Uh, Shout out to our friend Ev from uh, Age of Napoleon who reminded me of this like right before we started recording. But I thought I would just read to you some selections from uh, Thomas Chatterton Williams' uh, Marie French Marie Claire profile of Emily Ratajkowski. Do you guys remember that? This is the one that oh, yeah. she, uh, publicly denounced for, uh, well, th- the reasons will soon become clear. But, you know, so we, I, I treated you on Monday's episode to uh, Thomas Chatsalot Williamson uh, writing, a, writing with sort of a uh, like a, a man of letters about his uh, Gmail uh, inbox, but now he's how will he write about a sexy lady? This is just, this is just pretty brief. Just just two quick hits from this. Thomas writes: In New York or Paris, you often come across models, huge creatures who, whatever their ethnic origin, seem to all look much more alike to each other than to anyone else, like if they belong to a divergent subspecies of Homo sapiens. But Emily Ratajkowski is different the sexiest version of a creature right on our side of humanity. She was admittedly blessed with the most perfect breasts of her generation. But what sets her apart, and I've heard it from several cultural contexts, from my friends in Brooklyn to the 57-year-old writer I play chess with in Paris, and even my 81-year-old father who lives in New Jersey, that is indeed his personality. It might sound silly to say it about someone whose life is largely choreographed performance for some 18 million devotees, but it does feel truly genuine. She doesn't seem to take herself seriously. She's not cold and elaborate like Beyonce or tricked out like Kim Kardashian. Gentlemen, start your Keep going, keep going, keep going. (laughs) I'm almost there. Okay. 
And just the next one, uh, and again, this is in translation. So, I mean, maybe, maybe he, I mean, he writes in the original French, you know. So maybe, maybe this, is, this flow is a little bit better or is um, less stupid. So uh, her sexuality is omnipotent and animal. Most of us discovered it in the video. Omnipotent? <laughs> omnipotent or omnipotent. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to process that. She's, she is all-powerful sexuality. Does that mean like she could lift up a Mack truck with her asshole? I think like if it's omnipotent sexuality, she can make every anyone like stop what they're doing and have to go jack off. Maybe that's what that means. Okay. Uh, most of us discovered it in the video of an unthinkable hit in this post Me Too era. Robin Thicke's blurred lines. <laughs> Pretty girls were dancing topless there, and Rada Jakowski, with her insecure but all the more endearing steps, stole the show. The day I read that she was a fan of Chilean novelist Roberto Bolaño, my brain shorted. No matter how much she really took the time to read the 1,300 pages of 2666, the mere fact that she knew her name already seemed unbelievable, that she knew his name already seemed unbelievable to me, as if we were definitely meant to get along. When my wife asked me to take her place for the interview, it was really hard to free me, but I made an exception. So that's just a little bit of a... America's and France's too, um, a premier man of letters being incredibly horny for Emily Ratajkowski. It's too horny for the English language. He had to switch. He had to do it in French. English couldn't contain it. It is one of the only cases of the subject of a profile that is, you know, not a negative profile, not a gotcha thing, uh, having to denounce the profile. <laughs> yeah, that is rare. Gross. Very impressive of him to do that. So, yeah, uh, Thomas Charlton Williams is the uh, duck of the week here on Chapo, but Bozo writer of this month here on Chapo Trap House. Well, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, you want to wrap it up early today? Yeah, let's do it. Well, why let's not? have an early day. Let's have an early day. I, you know, uh, Vic- Victor Boots out of jail, Prince Heinrich's in. So, you know, the Lord Time he giveth party. and he taketh away. Come to party. All right, till next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Heinrich Kummer und Heinrich Schmerz, dann ist das Leben ein Scherz. Heinrich Kummer und Heinrich Schmerz, ja dann ist das Leben ein Scherz. Das Trinken, das soll man nicht lassen, das Trinken regiert doch die Welt. Man soll auf den